Join spiritual feminist and empowerment coach Joni Advent Maher for Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. Listen in for intimate conversations about money, transformation, and feminine sovereignty. And now, your host, Joni Advent Maher. Welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher, mystic, spiritual midwife, and transformational guide. And I am so honored and delighted to welcome Barbara Hooson. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you so much, Joni. I'm so excited to be talking to you. <laughs> I am delighted. I'm doing my happy dance in my chair. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to share with our listeners the, the wonder that is Barbara and tell them a little bit more about you before we dive in. So you may, you may know or you may not know, but Barbara is formerly Barbara Stanny, and she is the leading, the leading authority on women, wealth, and power. She is a best-selling author of six books. And she's a financial therapist, a teacher, and a wealth coach. And she's been empowering women to take charge of their money and in turn take charge of their lives for over 20 years. And she says something really powerful and impactful that I want to share, which is that financial success for women is about far more than money. It is a personal right of passage into your own power. So I want to pause there and, and, and just have you speak to that for a while. And there's more we can share from your bio a little bit later. But that is such a lightning rod of a statement and feels so important to me. You know, you know when I first realized that, I first realized that... I wrote, so I'm a writer. I had, I come from a wealthy family and I married a man who was a compulsive gambler. He lost all my money. And wow. I knew for 15 years he was gambling my money away and I never stopped him. I, cause I was so terrified of anything to do with finances. Mm. And after our divorce, finally got a divorce. I got tax bills for over a million dollars and I did not have a million dollars. My ex had left the country. My father wouldn't lend me the money. I had three daughters. I was not going to raise them on the street. I started praying really hard. Help me God, help me. And I go, I go to classes, I read books and my brain would fog up and my eyes would glaze over. And I just kept praying. And I really believe when you make a commitment, a conscious commitment, like a down-to-your-toes commitment. The universe <laughs> revolves to help you reach your goal. And I was hired for a freelance writing project. I was a, I was a journalist with the San Francisco Business Times. And I was hired for a freelance project to interview women who, had, who were smart with money. Mm. Those interviews changed my life. They became mm. my first book, Prince Charming Isn't Coming. <laughs> we get smart about money. Yeah. And so I got smart about money, but one of the things I began to notice in that book I wrote 
23 years. It came out 23 years ago, and it's still selling amazingly. Wow. I One thing I realized, that it wasn't so much, it wasn't the money that women had problems with. Mm. It was their fear of or ambivalence about power. Mm. And I remember, I remember I interviewed a psych- psychologist who specialized in money problems. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, why do you think women are so scared of their power? And she said something that gave me chills. And that is, powerful women have been burned at the stake. Mm. And I thought, that's really, that's really the work to be done. It's mm-hmm. not just teaching women the difference between a stock and a bond or how to ha- how to create a budget. It's really about helping them become, to embrace and love their power, the mm-hmm. powerful person that they were born to be. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. And the focus... Which is exactly what I had to do. Yes, right. I had I had to step into my power that oh. I had given away to my ex. Yes. I had to step back into my power to become the person I am now. Mm. And that's really what I help. That's really what I help women do is mm. really claim their power. Mm-hmm. And, and let me just explain what I mean. My definition of a powerful woman is someone who knows who she is who knows what she wants and expresses that in the world unapologetically. What happens is most of us, we're so scared of rocking the boat that we'll water ourselves down, mm. which is what I did my whole life. And yeah. that's, that's what, what all my books are all about. Mm. That is the work I do. Yes, and you do it primarily through the lens of money and, and finance. That's right. That's right. I mean, there, there's, there's many ways to get to our power. You can do it through, through many doors you can open. You can do it through the door of relationship. You can do it, do it through the door of health. You can do it through the door of career. I do it through the door of money. So that, that's, people come to me with financial issues. I give them their power back. Mm, mm, mm. Well, and the thing is, is certainly in our culture, in our world, we really cannot maneuver through life successfully or in an empowered way without having mastery when it comes to money, is, is my, my opinion. I, I don't know if... if oh, that, yes, because it's, it's not, because it's not the money. The, what, what the mastery of money requires us to be. It, it requires us to really be adults, <laughs> to be <laughs> sovereign adults, you know, not dependent children. It requires us to be comfortable in our own skin, to be able to speak up and say what we want or say no to what we don't. Yes. So it's, what that mastery of money requires us to become is what what's so important. Right. Uh, I, you know, I don't care if you just if you make money and you give it away. I, I, that's <laughs> wonderful. It's not the money, how much money you have in your bank. It's who 
you have to become to be a container mm. that can hold the abundance. Wow. Most women, most women who come to me are like sis. You know, they have all these holes. Yes. I want to patch up those holes. I want to patch up those old wounds, the early trauma, the, yes. the, their distorted self-image. Mm. So that they become a container that can wow. hold their abundance. Wow, that that is my mind is like going. <laughs> I have not heard that before. The who we have to become to contain the abundance. That is wow. Oh, I'm taking that in. I'm saying let's pull out the yellow highlighter and underline that one. So because I had because I had money. I yeah. had I had an inheritance. Yeah. And I lost it. I lost almost all of it. Almost wow. all of it. Because I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't willing to step outside my comfort zone. I wasn't mm. willing to do what I was scared to do. And that is how we mm. achieve success. That is how we achieve power. That is how we achieve confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you go back to the S word, success, and one of my favorite books that, that you have written is Sacred Success, and I love just that idea of sacred success, because I'm all about the spiritual and the sacred, and the idea of those two going together, because certainly there, there are times when people feel like they're mutually exclusive, that money and spirit cannot coexist. So what, what do you have to say on that? <laughs> I, see that all, I see that all the time. And, and I believe, I wrote in that book, and I truly believe that money is God made visible. Wow. Because in this culture, <clears throat> money enables us to live a life that we deserve that we desire that we are born to live mm. that i believe we are all i love what michael beckwith says you know michael beckwith mm -hmm. secret he's a mm -hmm. uh, yeah okay. so the reverend michael beckwith says how can you be the light of the world if you can't pay your light bill <laughs> <laughs> and i believe we were all meant to be the light of the world mm. we, we cannot possibly pursue our purpose and playful out if we're struggling to make ends meet if we're drowning in debt we just can't yes mm, mm, mm. so when women come to you and they have that challenge do do you have tools or exercises or you you just kind of give them the sacred download of this is the way it is or is there a way to I, help? I was, I, I was, well, I was trained as mm -hmm. a therapist. Yes. I got my master's in, in counseling psychology. Mm -hmm. So what I do is a mixture of therapy and coaching and teaching mm. about money. Uh, so that's what I do. And, and when I coach someone, what I have them do is the first thing they do is they have to write down a list of what they want the outcomes to be, what they want to happen as a result of our work together. 
Mm-hmm. Not, not what their goals for their life, just right. what their goals are for our work together. And this is, this is the first step in taking your power back. The first step is what I call asking yourself the power question. And the power question is, what do I want? Mm. Not what my husband wants, my kids want, society wants, my parents want. What do I want? And that conversation, just because most, many, many women don't know what they want. Or they think that they want something, but it's not really that. Yes. Uh, so just that conversation, just really honing in on what do I want mm. and getting to the core of why they don't have it just really brings up so much that mm. we can start shifting. Mm-hmm. Right, and there's so there's so much permission giving just in that question because it's cer- it it certainly says that it's okay to want, it's okay to receive what you want. I mean, there are so many layers just in that. Yeah, just in right now. Yeah, you're right. You are so right. Now, what I've started, I've created. I'm creating. I'm writing a new book. And I just sold sold it to McGraw-Hill. It's going to come out probably in two years. But I've been working on a new body of work for the past four years. Mm. And it's about training the mind to rewire the brain. Mm. The rewire response. Mm -hmm. And so what I do is, yes, give them permission. Yes, give them clarity. But the way to get women past their resistance, anywhere past their resistance, their resistance simply comes from deeply embedded beliefs about themselves or money that have been imprinted on their brain probably since childhood. Yes. And those hardwired neural pathways, it's a bitch. It's a bitch to try to change. They like suck you in like a giant hoover, just sucking you in, sucking you back to the old behaviors. And so it's about training your mind to to exhibit, to engage in healthier behaviors. Mm. Yes, I know you've been do you've been doing some of that work in is it your group programs or I, I know I'm, I'm on your email list. So I, I see oh. that piece. So you've been working with that um, already with women. Yeah. I've been, I've been, I've been working, I've been doing research on that for four years. And so that's when I thought, okay, I'm ready to write this book. You're ready. I've been doing it on me. I, I'm my best guinea pig. <laughs> yes. Well, and it's so in line with what seems to be kind of the cutting edge, both therapeutically and transformationally around trauma and the nervous system and the body and the mind and, and all of that, the rewiring that happens. So I, I believe, I'm convinced yes. that what keeps smart, successful, even high-earning women from getting, taking control of their money yes. is unresolved trauma and pain. Mm. Because what happens is they create financial chaos unconsciously. They right. don't pay their bills. 
They, 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 they are chronically overspending. They are under earning whatever because they, they, they create financial chaos as a distraction from the intense pain that mm. the old trauma and shame yeah i have i have seen that as well look looking through the financial lens is a powerful lens it it really illuminates so many places of wounding or distortion and and that's not to say i'm completely on the other side of it myself oh honey nor am i nor am i i we teach who we need to learn as we spoke about earlier you and i and i I said i tell everyone when i learn this like when i really get it i'm out of here (laughs) and i'm still teaching this 25 years later but uh but yeah so i i feel like money is a magnifier yes money amplifies the shame and the pain we mm. already carry. Mm. And so when you ha- when someone has financial issues, like I did, mm-hmm. it's a wonderful, it, it's what the, the Course of Miracles calls the therapeutic value of fear. Mm. It lets us know that there's healing to be done. You need to course correct. You need to see this differently. You need to get help. You need to heal. Mm. Mm, yes, I like that, the therapeutic value of fear. Mm. So one of the things that's coming to mind, because of course this is, uh, my, my emphasis is often on the idea of trusting the feminine or the sacred feminine flow. And as I was listening to your book, Sacred Success, just the other day, and you were speaking about surrender and you were speaking about taking disciplined action. And for me, I couldn't help but, but seeing those, those through the lens of the feminine and the masculine. And I don't know if that resonates for you or... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Because we are so... Yes, totally. It is... Surrender is very hard in culture, period. <laughs> yeah. in, in a patriarchy... Right. <laughs> Surrender is frowned upon, <laughs> greatly frowned upon. Yes. And yet, yet, it is the source of creativity. It is the source of healing. Hmm. And so if we can learn to balance out the feminine with the masculine, yes. it, I think it'll change this planet. If we can, if we can, if we, if we can find, we can get enlightened women, empowered women to work together with enlightened men mm-hmm. who have a balance of the masculine and feminine, this world will change. Yes. Yes. And I personally believe that, that certainly we're doing that internally within ourselves, but we're also doing it, as you said, in relationship. And I, I hadn't, you and I haven't talked about this before, but but would you be willing even to share a little bit about like what it's like now? I, I know you're married to, to to someone and just walking this journey with a partner 
um, because so many of us are walking the journey with a partner and how to do that as partners and equals and when the issue of money comes up is is that something you're open to oh yeah so <laughs> i i walk i walked through this journey with three partners this is my third yes the first two i had the wrong partner for sure <laughs> But yeah. I'll tell you why, because I had to come to terms and become comfortable with my own power, yes. with my Interesting. own, with my own sense of self. Mm. So I kept attracting men that mirrored my shadow, mm -hmm. that mirrored my that you, you know what that what that means that your shadow those parts of yourself you don't like and you disown. Yes, and, and even though they. Those parts of ourselves that we disown, that's how we disempower ourselves. We need to accept all of who we are. So mm -hmm. I did a lot of work between husband number two. I call it, I call my first two husbands my training wheels. <laughs> I did a lot of work <laughs> on myself to really get strong in myself, to get mm -hmm. clear on what I wanted, what I needed, what my soul was yearning for, mm -hmm. and honor that. And then I found a man who mirrored that back to me, who's mm. so honored and respected. And he, he uh, after our first date, after <laughs> our first date, he went the, the next day. I showed him the Course in Miracles on our first date. <laughs> the next day, he went to the bookstore to buy the Course in Miracles. He opened the car door, he stepped out, and he heard a voice in his head that said, You are here to love, respect, and appreciate Barbara. Wow. And he says that to me practically every single day. Wow. I know. I've never had that. There's no man in my life, not even my father, who ever felt like that. But wow. I am I I I contend that is because I learn to love and respect and appreciate who I am. Mm. Warts it all. Yes. That I was able to attract someone was at that level, at that frequency, mm. at that level of acceptance. Right. Well, I think so many of us, it's, it's so easy and tempting. And I, I certainly have done this much in, in my, cause I have a 30 year relationship. So to, so oh. to, so to disown. Nice. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, thank you. And when you meet someone when you're in your mid twenties, you know, uh, there's a lot of kind of growth. Uh, we're gonna say growing uh, pains that go with that. So, but the point is, is, is to do that work of getting comfortable with owning your own power and not putting it on the other person or making them, you know, projecting, um, projecting yeah, that, go ahead. That's right. But, <laughs> but he must be doing the work too, because I did that yes. in both my marriages. First marriages. Yes, yes. I did the work, but they didn't. Yes. So as, as I got more accepting of me, they got more threatened. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I decided I'm not going to find a man who's insecure or unwilling to do the work. I'm going to do the work <laughs> so I can find a man who's also willing to do the work. Yes, that is, a, that is a good point. And we do. We don't necessarily and, do it in the same way or at the same oh, pace. Of course not. But, <laughs> yes. but you, got, you got 
someone who's willing to do it. And I say kudos to you. What, oh. How blessed you are. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And I'm saying kudos to you for, for calling in this partner and this uh, oh. man who, yeah. Yes, he's wonderful. He's wonderful. He's mm. really so i guess i'm i'm wondering because you've done you, you have achieved so much um and i'm you know i'm looking at your your bio and you've been on like good morning america and the view and msnbc and all the you know npr and fox news and pbs so i i just you know, I really loved in your book that you talked about distinguishing between the soul and the ego. And as someone who has achieved a lot, and as someone who is an expert, I guess my question is about that, you know, walking that line of being like being your human self, like being your right size self, if that makes sense. Like, not being bigger than you are, but not being smaller than you are, it seems like is the part of our journey. That's a delicate walk. <laughs> I always want to, I always want to see myself as smaller than I am. Oh. But I think what's really been a profound, well, I know what's been had a profound impact on me is like 33 or four years ago, I found the Course in Miracles. Mm-hmm. And I have been studying the Course of Miracles for way over 30 years. Mm. And now my husband, we've been together for what, 12 years? My husband now is, has became immediately started studying the Course of Miracles with me. And the Course of Miracles is very, is very clear that we have two thought systems. There's two parts of our mind. And each part has a separate voice. And there's the voice of fear, which is our ego, and the voice of love, which is our soul. Mm. And that there's really, it all boils down, there's, we own everything, all boils down to two emotions, love or fear. Mm. And yes. what's helped me is to be able to recognize the ego's voice, which is always louder, always <laughs> more persistent, always stronger. Than, than the soul <laughs> yeah. and to be able to unplug from that mm. and plug mm -hmm. into the soul and one of the ways i do that is by constantly i don't know what the, it's a prayer it's kind of like you it, it's kind of very much like you would probably do i just say okay god use me mm. use me and so mm -hmm. i don't feel like it's me as much as it's a co-creation with the divine. Mm, mm, mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Mm. And so I, I feel very, and that's what I learned. So sacred success was birthed when I got the idea after I wrote Secrets of Six Figure Women and Overcoming Under Earning. I, who was a chronic under earner, started making in the year 2000, started making uh, six figures mm -hmm. before mm -hmm. I even finished writing the book, Secrets of Six Figure Women. Mm. And uh, 
And then I wanted to see if I could teach others how to do it. And I were overcoming under earning and it's just been, it's been remarkable success. And I forgot where I was going with that. What were we talking about? We were talking about typically you had related as being smaller, oh, oh, smaller oh, than you really okay, are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that, so here's what, so I decided after a couple of years after I wrote overcoming under earning and I was making a really decent six figures, I decided I had a new goal. I wanted to make millions, help millions and give millions. Mm. That was my new goal. And I thought the way I'm going to do this, the way I've done everything else, I'm going to interview women who make seven and eight figures and I'm going to write a book about it. So I spent three years interviewing women who made seven figures. I had no problem, trouble finding them. But at the end of three years, I was nowhere near making seven figures. I was probably doing, it was, a, it was 2009, the worst, worst, worst year I'd ever had up to that point. And I thought, what is going on? And I remember talking to a therapist and a coach, and she said, Barbara, you're too into doing. You need time for just being. Mm. And so I took I took the transcripts of my interviews with these women. And I went away for four days. I took it went on a, a silent retreat. And I reread those interviews. And I saw, I saw then what I had been missing. I had been so dazzled. <laughs> by their outrageous success and mm. my desire to duplicate it, mm. that I missed the most fundamental part is how they were achieving it. These women were doing it in a very different way than the world, i.e. men, than the world models. Mm. And the, the way they were doing it, the game they were playing is what I called sacred success. And sacred success means pursuing your soul's purpose. Doing what you're here on this earth to do for your own bliss and the benefit of others mm. while being richly rewarded. Mm. And I realized as I, during that weekend, as I read the transcripts from a surrendered place, I realized that in order to go from under earning to higher earning, in order to go from survival to stability, you must have a profit motive. You yes. must love money. You <laughs> must want money. Money's a good thing. That, that's great. But to go from stability to affluence, to go from enough to more than enough, that's a different game. That's mm. secret success. Mm. And the, while the desired outcome you, the, the, one of the goals is, is, is profit, for sure, for sure. But the desire, but the, the prominent, the prominent goal, the most prominent goal, the, the, the uh, overriding everything is achieving greatness. Mm. And I define greatness, paraphrasing a quote by Fred Buchner, as that place where your deep gladness Doing what you love to do meets the world's deep hunger. Mm. Mm. And that is what sacred success is all about. And that is how you achieve affluence using the, the feminine spirit. Mm. And that is how we change this world 
person by person if if we all had greatness as our motive or our our guiding light how would this world be a different place oh my you know, goodness greatness, you know you don't have to be working on a global initiative no it could be just it could be just <laughs> affecting one or one or two people it just it, it it's really about hearing and following your soul's whispers yes yes and doing doing and being what you came into this life to be and do yes 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 yes. so vitally important and i just think about um just all those women that are listening right now it's it's like the reason i invited you barbara to be on this show is because i want that idea of sacred success to spread like wildfire. Like I want you, my dear listener, to enjoy sacred success and have sacred success. And I, you know, I certainly am embracing that and walking towards that for myself as well. And it, it's just, it's a, as they say, an idea worth spreading. <laughs> like when's the oh, TED talk? Thank you. You know? <laughs> Oh, thank you, Joni. Thank you. That is so sweet of you. Aww. I really appreciate that. And and I know you're doing it because we are both on the same wavelength. We both yes. want to have. We are both want to leave the same a similar legacy. Yes. Empowered women. Yes. 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 And all that that brings with it. When women are empowered, you know, research shows it it impacts society. I just heard Marion Williamson talking in some interview about initiatives for peace and saying that when women have opportunity and are empowered, the likelihood of peace is much greater. And certainly in these times, that's a big deal, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. That's I agree. a big deal. And, yes. and you and I are doing it one woman at a time. And Marianne's doing it by running for president. Yes. We each have our own ways. <laughs> right. Well, we each have our own calling. And our yeah, that's right. Yes, indeed. So one of the questions I really love to ask my guests is uh, if you could go back and speak to your younger self from the vantage point of where you are and your wisdom you've acquired. And that can be your younger self from a year ago or 50 years ago or whatever. Just what, what might you say to her? Wow. (laughs) The thing is, I would say to her, you are more than you think you are. Mm. Believe in yourself. Mm. But I couldn't have believed it. So <laughs> <laughs> I tell my kids that. I tell my daughters that all the time. They don't believe me. So I, I don't know. If, I, I don't know. And I don't know if I change anything. Right. Because what I, I would just, I wish, I still wish I'd have a stronger belief in myself. I wish I had a stronger trust in the divines and how the divine works. Well, I believe the divine works through me. Yes. Um, yes. And I'm working on that. I'm really working on that. I think that that 
think really, really, Joni, that, that's really what I'd say. That's really what I'm working on now is really being, really getting that source energy runs through me, that I am source energy. Mm. And if I can stop blocking it, life will get so much easier. Yes, yes. I, oh, I hear you. And that's, it's interesting because I've said, so that the title of this podcast, Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow, which for me is that, you know, it is that kind of divine essence that that, I have had so much learning from just the title of this show and, and that, like I came up with it three years ago, but yet it has taught me time and time again. In fact, as recently as a few weeks ago, I had this awakening of, of like breaking it down of trust, like just trust, trust your sacred, and then trust the flow. So that's what I'm hearing you describe is, is that very uh, challenge and that learning to open and receive the truth of that, that flow, that divine flow of, of who you are. Yes, that's beautiful. The Course in Miracles describes those people as healed healers. Mm. And that is what I aspire to be. Like my, mm-hmm. while, while I'm writing this new book, mm-hmm. I say, I pray that I write this as a healed healer mm-hmm. and not a seeker of false idols. Yes. And the false idols like like money and sales and uh, praise and all that, because nothing out there can satisfy you. Right. Like being at peace with yourself. Right. So this, it sounds like, is your next frontier in sacred success is embodying that healed healer, that yes. wholeness yes. in yes. a way. Yes. It's really working in collaboration with the divine, trusting. That, that's what I want. I want to build my trust muscles more. I, mm-hmm. I can be so good, and then something that happens, and I will regress. I will flip back. I will go into freak-out mode. And I say, come on. Stop that. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I'm feeling just the compassion for that. <laughs> Yeah, that fearful place. <laughs> but I, 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 I understand. I get it, and I, I know. I remember we met. It was around trust and trusting your voice and that whole piece. And yes, that's right. That's right. That's and right. I, th- I think some of us do. I mean, certainly some of us have more ease with what I would say is like letting go or surrender and. And, and, and less ease with the discipline or the focus. And then others of us have more struggle with, you know, holding on to control and the letting go and surrendering. So it's, we, we, we both need to cultivate or we all need to cultivate yeah. the, the quality that we struggle with. Oh, yes. which for, yes, which for me has always been more of the, focus and the structure and living within those confines so oh that oh that's a difficult that's the challenging part for you okay it is i i yeah i have some yeah 
ability to be focused and dis- and disciplined. I can get things done, but it's I I don't know what it is. I just value freedom. <laughs> And there's just this, always the flow is happening. So, but enough about me. Yeah, no, no, no. I I think you brought up a good point. Is is finding the gifts and the blessings and the value of each of those. And and there are times to be totally surrendered. And there are times to be disciplined. Like writing my book, I'm at a very disciplined time. But there are moments, like like last week, when was it? Sunday. I just took the whole day out to surrender. Because mm-hmm. I was feeling stuck in what I was writing. And mm-hmm. I just said, okay, I'm just going to surrender. And I'll just sit and look out the window all day. Delight. Mm. Yes, the being time. Love that. So... We just have a few minutes left, and I, I just want to check in and see just if you checked in to what your divine wisdom might want to say or express that hasn't already been said. Like, is there a message for our listeners that is just bubbling up and, and ready to be shared? And no pressure if there's not, just. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have this, I'm not in my office right now, but in mm-hmm. my office, I have this, I made this with crayon on, on white paper, but I framed it. And it says, do what you fear, because that's how you grow. Mm. And that has always, that I believe is the number, that is how I live my life. It's by mm. doing what you fear that you go to the next level. Mm-hmm. It's by doing what you fear that you get closer to greatness. It's by mm-hmm. doing what you fear that, because that's where all success lies, outside our comfort zone. Yes. Yes. Courageousness is required. Yeah. And courageousness doesn't mean the absence of fear. No. It means acting <laughs> in spite of the fear. Right. And that whole, what is it, the saying that Fortune favors the bold. Is that how it goes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Like yes. So I love that. Well, I think that's a great note to end on because we don't step into our sovereignty or our power by staying comfortable. Or that's by, for sure. Yeah. Or by staying small, as you say. Uh, so I see this balance of, I think, in terms of the nervous system, like stretching ourselves and risking. So there is the fear, but it's not so so overwhelming that you can't stay in your body. But <laughs> so it's the, right. that right. toggling of the balance, <laughs> yes. Well, I, I remember interviewing a woman for my book, Secrets of Six Figure Women, and she said, stretching going out your comfort zone she said imagine it like a target that you would Mm. shoot bow and arrow there she said the middle is your comfort zone that circle around it is just outside your comfort zone Mm. if you go to the circle outside that that is a little too far outside your comfort zone and there's a tendency to go into fear and paralysis yes 
So that's, I 100%, I had never thought of it like that, but it's true. So. Yes, the freeze state. <laughs> going going into yes. freeze is not helpful. <laughs> Fight, flight, or freeze. Oh, yep. So it has it to be sucks. that. Yes. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I've spent some time there in my life. <laughs> yeah. So we need that optimal level of uh, of risk and fear. Yes. Stepping into it. All right. Well, I do want to, I, I want to share just the names of your books because I think they're so wonderful. And of course, pass on your website and your, your beautiful free resource that you have and, and let you share about some of the other things you have cooking. So as you mentioned, you have Prince Charming Isn't Coming, How Women Get Smart About Money and The Secrets of Six-Figure Women which is surprising strategies to up your earnings and change your life. And then overcoming under earning, which is a five-step plan to a richer life. And then finding a financial advisor you can trust. I think that's a biggie for a lot of women. Uh, A guide for investors and those who want to be. Breaking through, getting past the stuck points in your life. And then finally, Sacred Success, a course in financial miracles. I love that. Thank you. Yes. So tell women, I, I know you have, a, you have a regular newsletter you put out. Are you still doing your free? At one point you were doing a free no. phone call? No. Tell me, no. Tell me what's happening. Okay. So I do, I do have two programs going. Yes. I do have one called the Wealth Connection, mm. which is a low-cost membership program that, oh my God, it's been so amazing. I just had it up for about six, eight months. But we have, it entails, we have a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And, and I've always dreamed of having a safe place mm-hmm. where women could talk about money. Not just mm-hmm. about the facts, mm-hmm. but about the feelings and yeah. emotions and fear. And we can go deep. And so we have two group coaching calls a month through Zoom. And we have one call a month with a financial expert. Wow. And that, that has been, that just feeds my soul. Mm-hmm. And then I have another group. And I, I don't know that I'm going to continue with it because I need to take off time to write my book, but it's called the Rewire Mentorship Program. Mm. And that's I do individual coaching and mentorship, mm. a group, a mentor, a group of women, mm. taking them through rewiring their brain wow. to become wealthy and create well-being in their lives. Mm. Wow. So those are those people can reach through your website, which is barbara-husen.com, which is both in the description and the show notes on my website. And then you have a wonderful free gift, which is an ebook called So You've Made Good Money and Now What? Yeah. Is there anything it you want to say about that? I love it. I love that <laughs> little ebook. I had so much fun writing it. It's about, because I get a lot of women come to me. And I also do personal coaching. I also do individual coaching, which yes. I will never stop because that's my favorite thing. <laughs> uh, I, did, I have so many women coming to me 
who are successful in their careers, mm. but their finances tend to be a mess. Yes. And so I wrote this book for them. I wrote this book for women who are successful, but not that. That was the biggest surprise I had when I interviewed women who made six and seven figures is how, how much money they made and how little they had to show for it. Wow. So this, this book is a primer on how to create wealth because wealth does not come from what you earn. It comes from what you do with mm. what you earn. Mm. Mm. So I, you don't have to be, you don't have to make a lot of money to create wealth. I know that for sure. No, no. And just as you were saying that, something struck me about just self love and our ability to like to, to earn six figures and have little to show for it. It, it just something about self love and the, the way that, to to really honor ourselves and love ourselves requires having something to show for it or tending it better so that we're not in chaos or we're not depleted. Yeah. But that means healing the wounds. Right. Exactly. Self-sabotage, which is what many women do who are having financial troubles. Self-sabotage is underneath really these misguided attempts at self-protection. Yes, yes, yes. And the so, the running that we do as the running away from the, those wounds through yes. through the be, the behaviors yeah. and the habits that yeah keep us keep us stuck. All right, my dear Barbara, this has been <laughs> this has been such a delight and, and such a gift to have you here. Thank well, I, I've enjoyed it immensely, and I, I really appreciate your asking me. So thank oh, you. Thank you very much. Yes, you're so welcome. I'm doing my happy dance again. <laughs> and <laughs> I want to say thank you as well to our listeners for being here with us today and taking your time. And I want to remind you, as always, to trust what your heart knows. Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow with Joni Advent Maher. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes.